Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There are two left. We are down to the final two. Melbourne City Central Coast, the fight for the A-League title. The grand final is locked in to preview that. And much more is our main man for all things football, Channel 10's Andy Harper. Harps, good morning. Sam, how are you, mate? I'm well. You? Yeah, mate, flying. Really, uh... Enjoying the week of preparation now. It's we've got two weeks between the last semi-final and grand final next weekend, and plenty to enjoy about that rest and and, and focus for next weekend. Yeah. Now, just on that, educate me. What? Why do we have a week off, and they're not playing until June three? What? Why is that? You know, Sam. That was going to be my next point. Was to ask you if you know why. Because <laughs> well, I think I'll, it does I'll boggle the mind these things. I've got nothing. I, I can only. I'm, I'll just make an assumption here. This doesn't come with any verification, doesn't come with any knowledge or anything. I'm, I'm wondering if this weekend was going to be, well, the, the weekend coming was earmarked as part of the Festival of Football that APL mm. was talking about conducting. Uh, otherwise, I can't, I don't know why there's a gap. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, we're talking buys in the AFL just before you joined us, but a week off before the grand final, I mean, it's not, not ideal, is it? Well, it depends how you view it. Um, you know, it's, it's not they do it in America with the mm. NFL. Of course, they use those the Super Bowl. They use those two weeks for just uber commercial, uber pump up, yep. endless talk shows. I mean, they they sort of plan it and maximise it. I don't know quite that this happened by intent. But that's only my assumption. Um, but then you know, from a player's point of view, um, the extra week could help. And but neither player, neither neither set of players, neither team comes into this with any particular advantage. There, I know Rado Vidic mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago about the gap that if you, if his team qualifies for the grand final, they'll end up having you know three games in in five weeks, mm. um, one of those at home, and yeah, that's not for the team that's finished first by eleven points. That you know that's hardly a, a well done sticker on your homework, isn't it? It's it, it's it's a bit of a cross cross to bear. Um, the Mariners haven't had to travel so much, needless to say, but they're in the same the same sort of game stretch as that. So, I mean, the coaches might think and the high performance might might think and be able to mount a case that it's better if the players are ticking over. Um, but then there's other players who will benefit from the rest. So we'll, we'll, we'll only know the full extent when kickoff comes next Saturday evening and they're looking forward to that most certainly. Yeah. So is it the one we wanted after all of that, City Central Coast? Is it is it the grand final we wanted? Oh, there's a, yeah, it's too too easy to say that. I think we've definitely got the best two teams in the yeah. competition yet again. Um, yeah, despite the the almost annual gnashing of teeth from various sectors of the football community lamenting the finals that that they don't dish up the best teams at the end. The teams that have been the best through 26 rounds should be the crown. All, all this sort of palaver that 40 years almost ago we had grand finals, and it comes up every year. And I think, in, uh, as testament to the quality of the players involved, you, you draw the line all the way back through, and invariably, invariably, the top two teams emerge to play in the grand final. Um, and if it's not both of them, as I've just sort of said, it, it's at least one of them. 
Um, and so what we've got now is the vindication of the competition table. There's a lot of teams that would have put on a great show, a lot of match-ups would have been excellent uh, in, in the grand final, but I think we've got the best two teams in the competition have got, uh, and, and they'll put on a great show. I mean, the Central Coast Mariners, they're not everyone's sweetheart favourite to win this, and I've really lost touch with humanity because this club is, was on its knees, literally. And probably, Sam, you know, to be honest, there would have been administrators with the power in the game who would have come very, very close to flicking the switch on them yeah. and moving them and doing something with them. They just, outsiders had lost that much faith in, in what has had transpired there. But they've come through now to win um, their way into the grand final and playing a fantastic, fantastically exciting brand of football. And I think most people, I don't think there'd be any neutrals hoping they don't win. It's only the Melbourne City fans, very obviously, who'll be wanting their team to win. So how they both got there, Andy, and we'll start with Central Coast, given that's where our conversation's gone to. Obviously, they roll Adelaide 2-0 at home, 4-1 on uh, aggregate, pretty comprehensive in the end. And what of the atmosphere up there? The first time they'd sold out Central Coast Stadium. Yeah, it was huge, mate. It was huge. It was a great night. Um, and there could have been more. The mm. score could have been more. The Mariners were just completely convincing across the two games against a very good Adelaide team. And uh, this is what this is one of the things that gets you so excited about the Mariners. They're the, the smallest club in the competition, in the smallest, let's call it, catchment in the competition. I think the Central Coast region, on according to statistics, is about a three hundred and fifty thousand population, um, and their their crowds per capita are, are easily the best in the competition. You know, this is a this is a this is a community that hasn't had any professional sport. Rugby league sort of flirted with the area with, with the odd game here or there. Um, the Mariners are the only professional sports club they've got and have ever had. Uh, they're the smallest catchment in the league. They've just got a great turnout and have 20,000 people there last week. I guess, and that, you know, we shouldn't gloss over this. The comparison is stark with their grand final opponents, Melbourne City. Whose who's top billing semi final uh, last week barely drew six thousand people. Mm. This is this is a real issue that's that's got to start providing some answers. But you flick the you, you flick the page and you go over to the Mariners story, twenty thousand people in Gosford watching this team. This is a real community effort, and and for two weeks between then and grand final, the place will be buzzing and, and good on them. And I hope they can bring it home. They're going to be very very hard to beat. Melbourne City, however, a very, very, very good team and, and are very well capable of doing it. Yeah. So City crush Sydney 4-0 in the second league. Three goals coming in the second half, of course, after Sydney were reduced to 10 men. So 5-1 on aggregate. That was comprehensive in the end as well. But Max Burgess, Andy, what was going on there, please? Yeah, I, I can't explain that either. That's right up there with uh, why is there a two-week break between semi and grand final. Though I have no words for that. Um, I was my reaction was very strong in calling the game. Uh, it just it was just a, it was the most stupid red card I've ever seen in a football match, particularly when you consider what's at stake and what it's done now for this discussion uh, about the, the upcoming grand final. Is that it doesn't? We feel like we've got a bit of a read on how effective um, the Mariners were in demolishing over two legs Adelaide. We don't really have that same privilege with analysing how strong mm. uh, Melbourne City are and what their exact grand final bona fides are because the Sydney semi-final 
on a knife's edge at 1-1. Um, and 20 minutes in, the contest has finished because of the stupidity of Max Burgess, who I'm sure is still feeling terrible um, about what happened. But it's happened, and the mm. team was never going to win from that point on. So Melbourne City got through untested again to play into that discussion of Rado Vidicic. You know, this is three games, um, one at home in five weeks come grand final time, and, and the, third of, uh, the, the, the second of those games, the second of those games was one where they really weren't forced into any particular exertions at all because of um, uh, what was precipitated by Max's send-off. If you look at it the other way, though, like you've got to take full – okay, they're down to 10 men, but City, you've still got to take full toll, don't you? And they were clinical. They were clinical in the second half. Oh, what I'm saying is not in no way critical yeah, yeah, no. Of, yeah. of Melbourne City. Um, they just weren't tested the yeah. way they need to be. And in fact, you know, when you look at the goals that City conceded, I mean, there's let, 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 okay, let's flip your flipping and flip it this way. There are plenty of teams with disaster, staring at disaster in the face, going down to 10 men who perform a lot mm. more strongly than Sydney did in those goal moments, you know, um, Maybe that's a reflection, and, and, and in part it probably is, of the pressure Melbourne City put their opponents uh, under. But when you go through all four goals that Sydney coughed up, you know a, a championship aspirant shouldn't have collapsed like that. They should have. They, they probably would never have won the game. They never looked like they were going to. But at, uh, when they go to 10 men, they should have proven harder to beat than they did. Um, and the goals they conceded were really, really poor. And again, you know, this is not to take away from Melbourne City. They can only do what they're asked to do, and that's smash their opponent, which they ended up doing. What we don't know out of that is how much that's going to refine them and put an edge on them for what's going to be a totally different kettle of fish grand final day against the Mariners. We're speaking to Andy Harper, head of the A-League grand final uh, next weekend. Can I take you overseas quickly, Andy? So Ange Postacoglu all over the British press overnight as a potential at Spurs. In fact, some publications have him as a leading contender. So back-to-back titles, chasing the treble next week at Celtic. On the face of it, does it strike you as the right time? Um, Well, that's a really good question. Wow, what a good question. You've got to take, never look a gift horse in the mouth mm. um, would be some way of looking at it. But, but that would be even, to, 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 even oh, bear, to, to even consider that is to not believe that Ange will be ready to go and will have a place for him when he decides it's time to go. He's not in the situation, I don't think, where he feels like he'll have to grab something whilst the chance is there. He'll believe totally that he'll keep building Celtic. He would really love another crack um, at the European Champions League um, with with a, a, um, a bolstered squad again. So if it doesn't happen now, he'll remain strongly focused on the job at hand. The, 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 these Look, here's the point about this, Sam, um, because you know, still people wonder how good Ange is and what the quality of the job that he's done. And, you know, oh, yeah, so he won the comp at Yokohama F. Marinos. And there are some people, believe it or not, say, oh, big deal, it's only Japan. You can only say, you can only use those words, it's only Japan, if you have zero idea what you're talking about. But still, some people feel with no idea they're entitled to a view. And that's mm. fair enough, I guess. <laughs> then he goes to Celtic, and it's, just, it's the same sentiment. Oh, yeah, but there's only two teams who can ever win it in Scotland. And, of course, history says that's largely true. It's Celtic or it's Rangers. What we don't, what we don't, I'll include myself in this because I've never experienced what Ange is going through, but what we don't realise fully is 
even in a two-horse race, it's still hard to beat Farlap or Winks or whoever the best horse is that you're up against. And the pressure that comes with a job at Rangers, or in this case Celtic, to make sure you maintain that position is incredible. And when, so what, it's the, it's the way Andrew's done this job, but it's also people look at how quickly he's turned what was, what was generally agreed to be a, a, a block of Swiss cheese. Mm. They lost their first three of the first four games last season, went on to win the comp, um, started winning a lot of admirers very quickly thereon. Uh, this year, he's won the League Cup, he's won the Premiership, and he'll hopefully, I say, probably win the, the, the Scottish Cup to close the treble. Now, people say, yeah, but big deal. There's no competition. That's us here. Notably, all this commentary is coming out of Britain, where people live and breathe this stuff. And despite Scotland being, by and large, a two-horse race, they still know how difficult that job is. And here's a little window to it. They won the Premiership a couple of weeks ago. That's such a lead that that they couldn't be overtaken. Since then, they've had a couple of draws and a, and a loss against Rangers. And even with the huge popular support for Ange Postacoglu and Celtic fans, there are still people complaining about this not winning in three weeks. And that's with two trophies under your belt yeah. uh, and po- probably one to come. So it's, it's within that atmosphere that, that from our distance, we need to appreciate how much they respect what he's doing. Even if there are knuckle-draggers here who are still finding it beyond themselves to swallow their pride and acknowledge the greatness of this guy, let's just forget that and look at actually the people in the fishbowl that is British football and see how they're reacting to that. And every job that's coming up is getting linked to, and, and including the big clubs. And, and we should actually be led by that, not by our own navel-gazing. Andy, love the chat, as always. Enjoy the weekend off. Uh, put your feet up and we'll chat again this time next week where we'll be counting down. We'll be getting excited for the A-League decider. Always good to talk to you, mate. Look forward to it, Sam. Good on you. There's Andy Harper, Channel 10, Paramount Plus, the whole uh, suite of football coverage in this country. A few texts coming through on Ange, which we'll circle back to in a moment. Melbourne's weather today, shower or two, just a top of 14. I don't see any shit. It looks blue skies everywhere here from where I uh, can see, but that's for City Power inspecting and maintaining the CBD underground electrical network. Up next, a little dose of magic.